1: Day already that's good it's gonna be hot today again what's the difference i mean it's been doing this for several days now they're saying 99 for a high 110 to 112 degrees for the heat indices you know it's not so bad if i got an above ground pool now there's one bad thing about an above ground pool the water warms up in them much more efficiently than in an in-ground pool mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> i'll be out there laying in the sun just <laughs> kind of enjoying the sun letting it bake the aches and pains out of these little bones and uh, i'll roll into the water and it's like i got into the bathtub you know i mean the water is like it was 92 degrees yesterday the water temperature wow. was 92 degrees that's ridiculous i'm just telling you it's ridiculous. But I'll take it instead of not having it. I'll be honest with you on that. Ryan Norris, I invited him back today. He was with us last week. I asked him to come uh, back today because we got a little bit off of uh, the theme that I wanted to talk about with him. So I wanted to bring him back so that I could uh, get him to clarify what it is exactly that Americans for Prosperity, the uh, Arkansas chapter, uh, is uh, is doing. Now, Mm -hmm. the... The national chapter has different types of uh, issues that they deal with. They deal with national stuff. Uh, But uh, the stuff that uh, AFP is doing here in Arkansas is they're looking at what is going on here in the state. Uh, You work with those folks over at uh, UCA and stuff, don't you? Arkansas Center for Research and Economics. Those guys are great. Great folks. Uh, I, I need to maybe set up a time that they come on once a month just to keep everybody up to date on what's happening here in the state and why some of the battles break out uh, (laughs) in the fractures within the state Republican Party. Mm -hmm. Look, in the state Republican Party, you have to understand, there are fiscal conservatives and there's big government Republicans. Mm -hmm. And we've got to keep our eye on the big government Republicans because – There's not a frog's hair difference between them and big government Democrats, to be honest with you. So, uh, you know, we got to keep moving forward, trying to get our folks that believe in limited government that in all essence believe in, uh, you know, our platform and into state government where we can make these changes easier to make those changes here in Arkansas Mm -hmm. than in Washington, D.C. Yes. You're only, look, in the House out of 435, you're only four votes. Mm -hmm. That's all you are. Here is out of 100. Mm -hmm. So you quadrupled your your power already. So that's that's a good thing. All right. So, Ryan, let me just kind of turn this to you for just a few minutes. Uh, You all, you're not changing per se. You're just focusing
0: a little Mm -hmm. bit different. Why don't you explain what you guys are trying to do? Yeah. So, I mean, if you are going to be an organization that has resources and has the ability to organize grassroots communities you've got to come up with a a vision you have to you have to have a north star that's going to guide you and mm-hmm. the simply put it this way dave you know our goal is to break down barriers that keep people from achieving their full potential and we want to move once they are achieving this potential that we want to move to a society of mutual benefit where people succeed by helping other people, which is a micro just a small definition, basically restatement of free market capitalism uh, where, you know, you and I exchange things of value because we both believe that relative value. It's be- it's better for me to exchange with you on a voluntary basis and get what I need. and You think you get what you need. and We both walk away happy. And we just see that more and more as it pertains to freedom in general, you're having it eroded away more and more and more. And sometimes it's under the the guise of, you know, like saying, uh, big government and there's big projects. And so we want the people to pay for these big projects. And so that, that vision of looking at the barriers, how can we remove them, uh, we then try to, partner with and educate folks about what's going on in the state uh, with their government and getting them trained and excited to engage on their government in a productive way to help educate. This is another piece that I think is fascinating. You show up to meetings, and I know you've done this, and it's a government meeting. And there's hardly anybody there. Mm-hmm. So what AFP helps with is the people that don't show up, they're still out there, and they're still needing to be educated. And we attempt to get into the communities. We do the door knocking, we do the phone banking, to where we talk to citizens and let them know what's happening. For example, Little Rock sales tax—we're uh, we're involved in opposing that sales tax. We don't think this is a good time to do it. We don't think this is the right money, the way to spend the money. And uh, so, citizens in the in Little Rock are organizing with us to help oppose it. But the majority of folks we contact on the phone or at the door are saying, I didn't really know anything about this. I didn't know this was happening September the 14th. And so that's, our, that's part of our role. What a big surprise. Yeah. I mean, our role is, you know, watchdogging, educating. And if you if you are not satisfied the way your government is, I've got good news for you. It can change. And there is an organization via AFP that can help you get your voice to the right people in the right way and get their attention. And we're you know we're here to help.
1: Yeah. Well, good. Now you've got a name for this. What do you call it?
0: Well, uh, the the campaign for our policy side we're calling Believe in Arkansas because I have been in Arkansas since 1995. Uh, I have friends here who are just amazing and fascinating people. They have great ideas and innovations. I've met people across this state who who just have so much to give and contribute and i believe in arkansans that our big problems be it economic opportunity, healthcare issues, education issues, justice issues, we have the brain power to solve it here in the state. We have the right people here and we just need to find out what the barriers are to these folks and work on getting those taken out of their path so that they can maximize their their contribution to our state. Uh, so that's when we call it Believe in Arkansas. I, that's what I, I'm fascinated at times when I hear people say, well, if we will make this policy change, we might attract this group or these type of people into our state. You know, I believe in Arkansans. Quit writing laws that favor people <laughs> who you're targeting to get them from other places. Mm-hmm. Help the Arkansans that are living here. And so that's kind of why we're going to again with the idea of the Believe in Arkansas. And you can go to believeinar.com. And see our, some of our policy visions. Uh, there's an introductory uh, video that I shot to kind of explain, again, a little more succinctly what we're what we're attempting to do. But these are policy areas that we are hear from all over the state of, hey, Ryan, we've got to do something about economic opportunity. We've got to do something about health care outcomes in our state. We've got to do something about our high incarceration rates and, and our high crime rates. What are we going to do about those? And, you know, of course, uh, in the area of education, you know, education outcomes are not what they need to be. We've got to decide. Now, that is an understatement. It, it is. 66% <laughs> of our kids can't read at grade level when they're leaving school.
1: All right. Let me just stop here. 66% can't, can't read. Can't read at grade level. Okay. When and graduate. 61% about of our budget goes to education. It, it's a significant amount. Think about that. Yeah. Yeah, and would you would you keep pay, paying money out for somebody to do something for, let's say, your house? Yeah, if it never worked.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: you got it's number one. It's because they try to do too much with education instead of doing the requisite what they need to do mm-hmm. with education, and uh, the kind of racism I help, uh that I that I hate is from the left. Yeah, well you know, they're, they're, they're this color or they're this culture or they're this, and they just don't learn as well. Dude, you get me go off on you. <laughs> you start telling me. Every kid, uh, I'm not going to say every kid can learn as well as every other kid. That's not true. But they can
0: all learn to read. Mm-hmm. Well, we we are partnered with uh, one of our Another group, yes, every kid that focuses particularly on education, and the idea behind that i that name is that every kid has an aptitude to improve and to learn. Absolutely. And when you try one size fits all education systems, doesn't work. A lot of people fall through the cracks. Obviously, sixty six percent. So you know, maybe I, I know I'm playing around with the with the with the number and saying this, but you know, sixty six percent are falling through the cracks in a way. If they're not reading at grade level, because if you can't do the grade level reading and then the grade level mathematics, I think, is about 82 percent that can't do grade level mathematics, then we're we're stuck because those are the two languages that you need to know for jobs and for future jobs they are going to be math heavy. They're going to be communication heavy. And so, you know, I've, I know that there are people doing great work out there, but we need a, a solid vision for what. Education is to Arkansas. You know, I'd love to see scholarship, and I talk about this with young people. Hey, you need to make scholarship, the pursuit of mastering specific pieces of knowledge, you need to make that a goal in your life. You know, it, we haven't really done that. I came up from that generation of, uh, you know, the very well-rounded. Well, rounded well we're rounded if you're trying to just average everybody out, that may be a way to go. But there are people, kids out there that excel in certain areas. And we need to find out how to find their aptitudes, find their passions, match that up, and let them go with that. Because that's what's going to create the passion later on when they decide, hey, this is what I want to do for a career and how I'm going to get back to my community via my career. And so we need to think about that as a state. What is our vision for education? What type of student do we want? And I believe we want one that that is a self-learner, that is a forever learner, that, you know, has the aptitudes and skills identified to where they can live a productive life, how they choose. You know, if you're not educated, and I've said this to my daughter the other day, she's in second grade. I said, here's why you want to get your own education for yourself you will not be taken advantage of as much in life if you are educated. I agree with that.
1: All right, let's take a break. It's 18 after 6. Ryan Norris is here. He's the chairman of uh, AFP Arkansas. We're going to continue talking to him about their vision for the state and tell you how you can get involved with it. Because i got to tell you, basically I believe that American for Prosperity, and I've worked with them now for a long, How long has AFP been here in the
0: state? Uh, 12 years, I believe. Okay, so I've been with them
1: years. since the very beginning. The bottom line is I believe in what they're they're pursuing and what they're trying uh, to do. You've heard them on my show countless times. And guess what? You're going to hear them on even more countless times. And I want people to, the second thing is I want people after listening to this show to know what the platform is for the Republican Party Of Arkansas because I believe it reflects what Arkansans want out of life all right Dave Ellswick's show don't forget about PI roofing they'll take good care of you as far as your roof I keep telling you this and you keep responding I've talked to Joel Johnson a lot he says a lot of people call to his uh, uh, business because of what they hear on this show and uh, the bottom line is that I've used uh, PI roofing for 18 years ever since i bought my home uh in uh, was it october of uh, 2003 and uh you know they 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 they've done my roofing for me they put a new roof on in about oh seven i think it was after we had some hail there in uh In in Cabot, they got on top. They looked at it. They took my insurance guy up there, looked at it. They said, yep, you're exactly right. You didn't try to mislead us. You're right. This is what needs to be done. I paid the deductible. They did the rest. My insurance company did what they were supposed to do and uh, came out in the end that I had a a good roof that I'm just getting to the point now where it's coming to the end of its life and another roof is going to have to be put on in the near future. P.I. Roofing can do the same for you. They are a Christian uh, business. I don't mind saying that Joel and his wife are are Christ followers. They live by uh, the Lord's commandments the best that they can being human, and they will use that in when they deal with you. Uh, They are professionals. They don't let anybody up on your roof that has not proved to them that they can do the job. And they are, uh, you know, as far as money goes, uh, they're competitive. You can't ask for much more than that. That's PI Roofing, 707-3551, 707-3551, the phone number, piroofing.com on the Internet. Okay, I'm going to tell you some. I, I always mention this. I mean, the church is the crux of the community. It really is. It is the rock-solid cornerstone of your community Mm -hmm. and uh, that means you got to know stuff you got to know the bible you got to know you got to know uh you know what you believe and why you believe it but you also need to understand uh government because government our government was derived from our christianity so with that in mind uh you know Ryan goes out and does presentations all the time. Yeah, if if you got a a, a decent sized sun, uh, Sunday school class or something yeah. like that, and you want him to come in and talk about uh, you know what uh, the government is doing here in the state, may I highly recommend that you have him come in. You don't have to Happy. do it on Sunday. Yeah, you could do it. Uh, you could do it on a Wednesday night or something like that. Yeah, if you can get people to get away from their TVs, then. <laughs>
0: Well, you know, as a part of uh, AFP, there's also Americans for Prosperity Foundation, which I'm also the state director of, our C3 educational arm, And we have access to some of the best trainers in the nation when it comes to organizing the grassroots, helping people find their voice as an activist, how to organize with other activists, and then how to run your own campaigns, your own issue campaigns. Uh, you know, we talked last week about how special elections pop up all over and are raising the our property taxes, raising our sales taxes. And if you're an interested citizen who really wants to know how to affect your community and educate your community on the issues you care about, we can get you that training. Won't cost you a dime and we feed you really good. Because our thought is is that <laughs> hey, you know, it takes the citizens getting involved for the change to actually happen. And Sometimes it takes a takes a, a little you know a, a little bit, and sometimes it takes a lot of work to move things your direction. But you know that's one way. You have to if you're interested in your community and you don't like the direction that it's going, you're going to have to start finding like minded people. You know we have freedom of speech, but speech as one person is one thing. But speech when you organize it and you yeah. find people of like mind, that has the impact. So feel free to reach out to us at AFP. Uh, at AFP, you can reach me at info, A-R, at AFPHQ.org. And drop me a line if you're interested in having your groups uh, either have a presenter of any sort to talk about policy topics that AFP is, is uh, championing, or if uh, you want to just learn how to be a better, more well-informed and well-trained citizen to affect your government. We're We're here for that. We'll help you. All right.
1: Being a good citizen – Uh, is bringing your Christianity to the public square. I I mean, it really is. There's a lot of people say, oh, Dave, you can't have Christianity (laughs) in public Yeah, you can. You can. Go back and see uh, our founding fathers and where they got the ideas of of our government. That's Mm -hmm. important to do. And uh, I know that AFP follows many of those uh, Mm -hmm. uh, principles, um, life and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. All right, so with that said, What's some of the first things that you you want people to know about? I mean, what's the basic? What is the what is the foundational point? Yeah, that you all push.
0: Well, the foundational point is that we believe that the individual is the most important unit of of our c- civil society. You know, and in our society and in our culture, and that's what's so fascinating about American culture is that we're Designed by uh, by our government to be protected, even if we're the only ones holding that opinion. Mm -hmm. And we think that the more freedom you give the individual, the better off we all are. And we say this often. In, in fact, tonight at 4 p.m., I've got a, my podcast that we do called "Believe in Arkansas." Okay, where do you get that? Okay, our Facebook page. So if you go to at Arkansas AFP on, just put that into your Facebook search. Uh, follow us on Facebook, <coughs> and uh, our Facebook live will go be at 4 p.m. today. Okay, uh, I have Charlie Katibi on. He's a policy analyst for us on healthcare, so we're going to be talking state healthcare issues, but. The, the, again, going back to this point of the individual, uh, that's what we want to do. We believe that free people are capable of extraordinary things, and that's kind of what I tag in on with my podcast, and it's because it's true. Uh, I mean, just one individual, if their innovation is unleashed, if their passion is unleashed, they can change an entire community, they can change an entire state. And what I see is government taking freedoms away and choices away from individuals about what you can and cannot do who you can and cannot be and we we believe in the opposite we believe that it's bottom-up solutions not top-down solutions
1: all right we're going to take a break for the news Get you caught up on what's happening in the world then we'll be back and ryan norris is with me from americans for prosperity in the arkansas chapter all right. Don't forget about Cabot Emergency Hospital. I'm just going to give you the, the specifics today. I've been giving you the local stories about why people love this new emergency hospital. If you're up in Cabot, if you're in uh, you know Jacksonville, if you're over in uh, where else could you be? Ward, you'd be up there. You'd be up in Beebe. This is the emergency hospital uh, for you. It's 100 percent physician owned. It is board-certified emergency physicians on duty all the time. There is a board-certified emergency physician there at Cabin Emergency Hospital 24-7, 365. That's how they're open. They're open every day, all the hours of the day, and that includes holidays, of course. Uh, they've got the X-rays, the CT scan, the ultrasounds. They even have an MRI. They have an on-site lab. They they can do everything that needs to be done with your emergency, it, unless it's a you know a dire emergency where you know you need open heart surgery or something. And as soon as their that lab work comes back and it shows you if you've been having a heart attack, they're going to get you to a heart hospital ASAP. So get ready to make that. 90-mile-an-hour trip down 67, 167, uh, they'll get you there in time. This is what they do. They know your emergency matters. Most people's emergencies are like cuts and abrasions and broken bones and things of that nature. They can deal with all of that. And you're not going to sit out in the waiting room for a long time uh, suffering from a kidney stone And not being seen by a doctor. They'll get you in fast. And they'll figure out what the problem is. And then they will address it. Get back to your life faster. You need to go to Cabot Emergency Hospital. They're on 89. Right next to 67-167. They're on the Dave's Burger side. of 67. That's one of my major landmarks (laughs) that I have there in Cabot. Just so you know. I eat the chicken sandwich, by the way. I don't. I don't eat uh, hamburgers. All right. My guest is, uh, you know, uh, Ryan Norse. He's the head of, uh, you know, AFP, uh, Americans for Prosperity. And uh, I, I asked him during the break to go to one of the main points that they think is very, very important in
0: what they address with their organization. So back to you. Yeah. Well,. You know, we're very interested in economic opportunity for for all people. And this is a a rather large bucket of, of policy that actually kind of fits in there. But, you know, in Arkansas, uh, when you calculate the taxes on average, the Tax Foundation came up with April 8th as Tax Freedom Day, which means that from January 1 to April the 8th, that's how much time it takes for you to pay off all your taxes. you here in Arkansas. In Arkansas. Okay. And so you're working that, that whole period of time to just pay taxes. Everything you get after April 8th, that's the way they set this up. That's all yours.
1: It's about four months that you work for the government only.
0: Yeah. And so... We need to have it to where people have more of that in their control. A lot of times it's government setting up you know, tax systems, spending systems that they're like, we think this is what we should be doing. But we have found that when you put the money in the hands of the person, they make the best decisions for them and their family. Okay. And so we we look at that. We say, like, how do we get get more into the pockets of the people? and so there's policies that we could look at to where it incentivizes government to actually become more efficient become more effective in the areas it's supposed to be effective and then to also promote pro growth policies so that they they get funded when the people are successful and so we're looking into that cuz you know arkansas ranks like 47th in poverty 16% of our state uh, is considered to be in poverty, and there's a way of fixing that, but it's not going to be by increasing sales taxes on the poor so that we can build, you know, sports complexes in Little Rock. That's not going to help them. They're not going to be using that system or wave pools. Yeah, or wave pools or whatever that may be. A lot of times, some of these grandiose ideas are carried on the backs of of the working poor, the middle class, and and they're folks who don't use them nearly to the level that they should. They're not getting their money's worth. So that's what we think government needs to really consider. Is it a necess- is it necessary for us to have these taxes and these funds? And we want to try to work with our legislators and with the people of the citizens around the state, with our research partners, to try to f- create an environment of policy in Arkansas that government is incentivized to let the people be free in their economics. All right, so... Some
1: of the things that I get into discussions about and things that are like Keynesian economics and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed that they've changed Keynesian economics to ultra Keynesian economics now?
0: I, I haven't come across that term yet, but now well, no, they look don't call up. it that.
1: <laughs> I don't know what they call it. it. It's a new way of looking at Keynesian, and what they say is that it doesn't matter how much money you spend, mm-hmm. you know, because money really isn't real yeah you know they they go from it at that that thing and and that that way because think about it what does your government do all the time oh we're gonna throw another 600 million dollars at this well we don't
0: have that in the bank well that's okay click yeah yeah Uh, um I mean, that uh, really took off with, like, the quantitative easing and things that they they were doing back in the day. It's part of it. It was, you know, and what's interesting is that money, if you know, since we're kind of talking about that, it represents the work that people do, the innovations that people come up with, the goods that people sell. It's an easier way than you bartering radio time for groceries. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and so it's it's a tool and it's a, a way of keeping track of certain things, but you basic you you have it now to where the government can just at any time print up as much money as it wants, yes, and to pay things off and then of course, when you have inflation periods. When you have that happen, it benefits like now, yes, like now it benefits government, particularly when sales taxes are high. And Arkansas has the number two highest sales taxes in the United States, combined state and local. So when inflation makes the cost of goods and services increase, that percentage of sales tax tracks along with it. so they're getting more money. So something I bought the other day for five bucks and they got, you know, let's say round it to 10 they got 50 cents on. You know, now that costs me twenty bucks, and they're going to get, you know, I for the same item, and they're going to get a dollar out of it or whatever mm-hmm. it may be. So it it tracks, and and that's why they love they you know they love that. So the, we have governments that are becoming flush with cash. You know, in Arkansas, we've got a billion dollar surplus at the moment, and they're figuring out kind of what to do with it. And of course, we're saying, hey, shore up issues of government with one-time money, but also you got to find a way of getting money back into the pockets of the people, decreasing the income taxes. Uh, we, we pay income tax, we pay sales taxes, corporate income taxes, property taxes, personal property taxes, gasoline taxes, other taxes, and that's not counting, counting all the fees and things that we pay into our governments. And so bit by bit, this erodes away your ability to – Buy your family the things that are necessary and to invest in the future for your family because you're having your money devalued. You're having huge spending projects to where the government's going massively in debt and obligating you and your children's children's children to things. And we tr- we try to fight that. I mean, we're fighting the infrastructure bill. Uh, $3.5 trillion on that. Uh, Don't need it. Yeah, totally, totally. Way out of scope. Big takeovers in the healthcare sector with dollars that they're trying to expand government's footprint in uh, in areas of the healthcare. Big payouts to cons- basically constituency blocks of of the Democrat uh, leadership, and it's more than when they say, "Oh, it's an infrastructure bill." Start looking down deep into it, and you're basically going to find it's a major reorganization and restructuring of. Uh, you know, of of our culture and of our life, it's welfare. Yeah, it's it's crazy.
1: That it's that crazy. term has fallen out of favor, right? But it is a welfare uh, bill. Uh, they don't call it just infrastructure; they call it social yeah. infrastructure.
0: Yes, and it, there's also a component in there. I was actually speaking with uh, Senator John Bozeman about uh, the other day. A component. We were laughing about this to a degree and concerned in another. Uh, you've heard of the CCC, Civilian Conservation Corps, that back in the Depression era. And they, yeah. they built uh, state parks and things like that. Well, there's a version of that that's in this infrastructure bill. And it's about the Green New Deal. Yes. And basically, you got a bunch of hall monitors that are going to be walking around telling c- citizens and business. Writing you notes. Whether, yeah, whether you are living up to the Green New Deal band aids or not. And we don't need that. We do not need that in our country.
1: And, Ryan, if they've got somebody who's out writing notes to send you to the principal's office, yep. who's going to be the principal? Right. That's yeah. the that's always the question. Who's Ask the folks up in northwest Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Remember when they had uh, their uh, civil rights commissioner basically up there and they would say, well, you, you know, you're discriminated in this or that. And uh, <laughs> they would send you to them and then that person— would determine what your punishment was. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 dangerous precedent, really is. All right, let's get our final break in, and we're going to come back and talk more here on the uh, the Dave Ellswick show, and and then I'm going to bring up a really kind of crazy idea. Somebody asked me uh, about a month ago, would I consider running for mayor in Cabot? And no, not not now. Can't mm-hmm. do it. I'd have to give up my my. Uh, my radio show, don't intend to do that. But I'll tell you what the first policy I would do if I were the mayor. The first thing that I would push doesn't mean it would pass. Got to get city council behind it. But the, the key is I'll tell you what I would be pushing. Uh, and I think that it would do major good in the city. All let right, right, let's, let's talk real quickly about Pat Davis and about health care uh, insurance that he sells and that he takes good care of you. He does better, uh, with his than others do like 30 to 50% money wise. You save 30 to 50% doing it his way. Uh, it's, uh, the perfect health plan for a self-employed individual. And many of you are self-employed, uh, It's actual insurance. It's not a share plan. Share plans are totally different than actual insurance. Uh, It's any provider that you choose. I mean, you know, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, whomever, Aetna, whoever you might want to choose. And there are no copays. Absolutely none. Zilch, nada. Uh, They do not exist with his plans. And last but not least, if there's some excess money left over, Uh, that uh, the insurance company said, well, we'll we'll pay this much on for this kind of treatment in the hospital. Uh, Their charge is less than what insurance is paying. Uh, You get the excess, not the insurance company. Keep that in mind uh, as well. To find out more, what you need to do is talk specifically to Pat and uh, find out your specifics uh, in your problems with uh, health insurance, call him at 501-605-6935. This is going to be about a 15-minute call that can save you a whole lot of money. That's 501-605-6935, or visit him online to yourhealthplanman.com. That's yourhealthplanman, one word, .com. All right, let's finish up our conversation this morning with uh, Ryan Norris uh, from Americans for Prosperity, the Arkansas chapter. And uh, Ryan, again, for people who want more information, what is the, uh, the address to get it?
0: Yeah, so uh, you can get more information by sending me an email at infoar at afphq.org. Uh, you can give me a call at 501-515-2195. Uh, reach out to us on facebook at uh, at at arkansas afp and then of course you can reach out to us at www.believeinar.com
1: all right well um, i'll get all that information and type it up and send it to uh, uh, elizabeth and we'll put it on my uh, my website awesome. just go to uh, facebook slash dave ellswick show and uh, it'll all be there and we'll just do click throughs to places so so you can get right to it all right so i was going to tell you somebody came up and had the harebrained idea to make me try to get me to be mayor of cabot uh and but they did say what would be the first thing that i would do and i was talking about this before we went on the air today with uh with ryan and and that is if you want business to come to your community make it as easy as possible. And the easiest way I can think is possible is why would you make them pay a business license every year? So Mm -hmm. I'd get rid of business licenses. Now that doesn't, that doesn't absolve you of following the law in doing business. In fact, I you know people always say, well, if you're getting rid of a of a revenue stream, you've got to have another revenue stream to make up for the revenue stream you're losing, <laughs> which is not exactly true, and we could do a whole show on that. but I'll just say this you could do it one or two ways. you could budget your city uh, in such a way that you absorb from all other different programs the money that you feel like you're going to lose and then you're not losing any money whatsoever. Or number two, uh, whatever the laws are uh, to keep people between uh, the uh, the guardrails, mm-hmm. you can just um, make the fines higher that would <laughs> make up for the money that you're not getting from the business license, making sure that people you know do it the way they're supposed to do it. But that's the first thing I do. It just seems to me if if you want more business, make it easy to get into business, right?
0: You in, incentivize what it is that you want. If you want more
1: of something, don't
0: tax it. Yeah. If you want less of something, tax it. Right. That's the way it happens. Yeah, and by incentivize, it doesn't mean tax the people so that you can give the money off to somebody, somebody else. else. Absolutely. That's not incentive. Uh, incentive is where you create an environment in which people are attracted to it because it's going to allow them to flourish and and innovate and and build their business. You don't need to have government picking winners and losers in when it comes to to business. That's a bad mix. Uh, just think for a moment.
1: Why should somebody have to say, "I don't know what a business license is in Cabot"? Let's just say five hundred bucks a year, mm-hmm. and, and that's every year. Yeah. All right, so you can continue to do business. Uh, the bottom line is, why would you make that person say, you know, first, got to figure out how to come up with $500 so I can even think yeah. about starting this business? I think that if you make it as easy as possible, no right. business license at all.
0: Well, you know, Dave, hitting on licenses, Arkansas is number three in the nation on the onerousness of our occupational licenses. We license seventy-two out of a hundred and two that the Institute for Justice researched, and these are low, lower-skilled, entry-level jobs that people have to pay f- fees for, go and get educations for, and it's just a kind of an unnecessary burden to those that are trying to improve their economic situation to have to pay government for permission to make a living. Yeah, why? Why would we want that in our
1: state? Yeah, you want people to make more money so that they pay whatever the tax rate is, they're going to be able to pay it. And that extra money that comes in helps your government do the things for the people that uh, you can like the infrastructure, Mm -hmm. you know, take maybe it's uh, you take that money and you apply it into a fund to
0: take care of the roads that you think that you need to build, you know. And then. One of the issues we have sometimes in the state at the local level and at the you the know, state level is when we do have surplus, then there usually is someone who's like, hey, we need to get this program set up. Well, if you're using one-time funds to set up a program... You're going
1: to have more funds that are necessary to keep the program running.
0: Right. And so you see this mission creep of local government mm-hmm. and of state government that makes it difficult on the taxpayer because they were like, well, hey, we got this going now, and you guys kind of like it, right? All right, well, now we got to continue to pay for it. So one cent sales tax, half cent sales tax, you know, new new fees. Why not return it to the taxpayer who paid it?
1: I'm not talking about everybody. Listen, I'm talking about the people who pay taxes. Yeah. All right? Uh, They get that money back, and they're going to spend it again, maybe – they'll take and put some in the savings account, but there's nothing wrong with that either. But take and, and uh, take that money and uh, spend it, and then the stores you spend it with, they're going to take and have to buy some more stuff to be able to put stuff in their store, and it just goes on. People don't understand this sometimes, but that's how the economy works. Right, And
0: that's AFP's mission is to put is to keep government in such a way that it's taking care of its necessary things, which is, to us, securing our rights and keeping us the public safe. And other than that, it needs to do everything it can to make sure quality of life decisions are in the hands of the people and that they have the resources that they've earned to where they can, they can continue to better their life. And that's why we believe in Arkansas, that the people in Arkansas need to have their freedoms enhanced.
1: Well, I've always been one who believes that the government shouldn't take the first bite out of your food bill. They shouldn't be the first to take the bite out of raising your family. All that money should go to you, for the most part, to take care of your personal things that you have, the personal responsibilities you have to meet. Yes, agreed. The way it should work. Thanks for coming in. Thanks, Dave. That's why I back, that's why I back you guys and what you do. <laughs> All right. Ryan to be back uh, from time to time here on the Dave Ellswick show, uh, as is, uh, you know, Herpendel and some of the other people from over at UCA and talking about basic economics. You got to understand basic economics to stop the insanity that is overriding our uh, our communities. All right. We've got uh, Joe and Duck coming up in the next hour. Stick around. Get all your car questions here on the Dave Ellswick show. that uh, radio is more than just talking politics. and that's why I asked Joe and, and Duck to come on, on on Thursdays and I asked uh, the Bible guys to come on on Tuesdays and uh, and talk about other things about other things but besides politics. Uh, and so I, I know you turn to me to, to give you the most updated information. Uh, here's the updated information that I can give you from Afghanistan. It's still a big pile of stink, okay? <laughs> I'm just telling you that's exactly what it is. I'll talk more about it tomorrow. but right now, what's something that is really important to you and that is your car. Your car is important. Get right you, to work. Really important. Get you get you to get you to work, get you to church, get you to the supermarket. And all gets kids to school and special activities and all the rest <laughs> and you want your car to run right and and run uh you know uh in a way that it gets you around without costing you an arm and a leg so that's why i have joe and i have duck come on and 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 talk about stuff you want to start with shannon is that who you want to start with no the third one down the third one we've done them oh, for nehemiah okay nehemiah good biblical name by the way uh, 1998 Mercedes-Benz C230 base. Got a C, uh, four-cylinder, 2.3 liter. Uh, I, I changed the battery in the car, in the alternator, and my car still won't start up by itself. When attached to a jump start cable, it starts up slowly and can stay on when the cables are taken off the battery. But once I turn off the car, and it won't turn back on with the key only will it run with the jump start so what's wrong with my car starting system bad connection okay
2: yeah either that or it, it, it's you know he said he put a battery in it and I, I seen one of these once where they a homeowner put a battery in and the little black cap that's on top of that negative terminal they didn't take it they off they left, left it tank, on the cable on there
1: so, it's so, not making connection. Yeah. Just but, bad but connection.
2: Between it and the battery. But if you put uh, jumper cables on it to jump it, that's why it'll start and run. But when you take cables off, it'll, it'll stay running because it's running off all there. But if you shut off, it won't start again because it can't charge the battery.
3: <laughs> that's what I got. What do you got, Doug? Same thing. Yeah. Bad connection. Yeah.
1: I can't tell you how many times my car, not the one I got now, but this back when I was in college and things, that uh the car wouldn't start and i couldn't and i said that battery is not bad what's the problem and then i got the old pole cleaner out Mm -hmm. and i cleaned the oxidation off of the poles and cleaned the white junk and cleaned all that white uh, acid residue off of it and everything things started right right back up no problem whatsoever
2: it makes a difference that's for sure
1: there's a lot to be said about having the correct uh ability to make contact between that pole and the cables well dave and joe knows this on some of these
3: dodge vehicles a dirty battery cable would make the transmission messed up and make the ac not work right don't it joe
2: yeah it's 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 a low voltage thing
3: and and it'll cause all kind of problems and you clean the battery cable and people look at you like are you sure this going to fix my?" yeah yeah
1: (laughs) it'll be all right well you mean you're going to change the the brake switch you sure that's going to That's going to fix my transmission. Dave's making reference to his his daughter's car. Yeah, I mean, I just (laughs) I didn't know that the brake switch could have that type of effect. But it's talking to the computers. The computer is looking at the car and saying, "Why is this person
3: riding the brake? Why is he stopping all the time
2: and still not going?" Yeah, actually, put it in limp, took the accelerator away from it. Of course, didn't shift right either, and. It, and it's a little things like that, and and you think you're gonna put a brake light switch on my car to fix away the transmission shifts.
1: Yeah, uh-huh. and they think you're crazy. That's right. They think you're crazy, and they think they know better than you do. And then they find out, uh, no. Well, <laughs> you know,
3: we're we're talking about cars and pickups. Well, now like International's got their newer Bob truck is set up the same way, Dave. It's got an Allison automatic uh, seven speed transmission in it or six speed, whichever one you got in it. It'll go in and in, it'll shift first gear, second gear, and it won't never come out of second gear
0: because oh, it, it
3: thinks you've got the brake on and it's turning the jake brake on. Yeah, it, it's it's with all these computers and these cars nowadays, they're one big computer run, uh, riding down the highway.
1: So if you're giving it, <laughs> if it's getting the wrong information from the computer that's above it or below it, it's not going to act right.
2: Well... A late model car or truck or anything the transmission shipped electronically and they have a lot of inputs they have to receive from different centers for instance if you have your foot on the brake pedal and and you're trying to take off it's not going to let you go because you've got your foot on the brake pedal but it's not just the brakes holding you back it takes the accelerator away too and, and it, it won't let it accelerate because it thinks well they got the foot on the brake we're not going to go right so and these inputs are very important for it to function properly, aren't they? Josh?
3: Yes. And it, it, without everybody talking to everybody, if, if Dave takes a day off and me and Joe still here, we're we're short one person. And that's, that's basically the way your car does. I, Joe, I got a question. I had a customer call me yesterday. He's got a 20, uh, what was that, a 2012 Dodge 1-ton. Mm-hmm. He was coming back from Oklahoma City. He, he's a he's a contractor, and he goes all over. Said he pulled in at Fort at uh, Fort Smith and bought fuel. Turned the truck off, bought fuel. Said he went to crank it. You know, it's got that bumped key, and it'll it'll crank for so many seconds. Mm-hmm. He said he cranked about a half a second, and kick out. He said I finally kept messing, got it started. Got home, said now cut it off, and got went back out to go somewhere, and said done the same thing. So he took it over to. Jeff over at Pine Bluff, that's where he lives, and uh, Jeff called me yesterday. He said, have you ever seen this? And I said, Jeff, it's got to be a Tiffin module. It's the only thing it can be because that relay is made inside that module, and you can't replace it, as you know. And it's the only thing I can think of. I've never seen one do that before.
2: i seen one do that, and, and we were just talking about batteries. Mm-hmm. Need to look at that real close. Well, he clean, he put two new batteries in and cleaned all the cables. Okay. Well, then then it's probably the module.
3: And I just wanted to did a bad connection cause this relay to burn up inside the module. Something could have been it was a bad connection. Because so that, that was my first, did you clean the battery cable? Yeah. And did you clean the battery cables where they hooked to the side of the block? Yeah. And he said, I cleaned all the battery cables. I put two new batteries in it. But it, he said, it'll try to crank for about a half a second and then kick out. And I said, can you hold the key down? Nope. So it's got to be in a Tiffy module. I mean, I I don't know if nothing else it could be.
1: Yeah, most likely is. All right, our good friend Willie is on the line, wants to talk to you. Hey, Willie, how you doing? All right, Dave. Hey, Willie, how you been doing? Pretty good. What's your problem?
4: I just blow the gas gauge. I got a flashing indicator light. Been going on about a month. And the tire pressure was okay. I had all four tires checked.
3: Did you check spare? No, I didn't. Check spare.
4: I don't hardly go. I duck, I don't hardly go in the trunk.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, a lot of cars with a tire pressure monitor, they've got a uh, monitor in the spare tire, too. It's probably going to have to be about 60 pounds in it. But if you have checked the rest of them and uh, you check the spare and the air's all good and the lights still going off, you're going to have a bad. Uh, time yeah, you on got it.
3: one battery's went bad in it or something. But how check, do you check the how do you check the spare? You have to have to let it down. It's, what kind of car is it? 2008
4: Toyota Avalon.
3: It's inside the trunk, ain't yeah. It? It's in the trunk. Just open the trunk up and pick the the cover little up. cover up up and it'll be right there. Yeah. Just and check it, it like your regular wheel yeah, tire. And you just check the air pressure in it.
1: Yeah, you're probably down at forty pounds or something.
3: Yeah, it's probably two or three pounds low enough to turn the light on.
4: Hey, hey, Dave. Yes. Where are we going to lunch?
1: I knew that that's re- <laughs> that's the real reason that you were calling in. Uh, I'm getting ready to go on vacation. Figure when I get well, back, we will get together.
4: Well, I just went last month to the Florida Emerald Coast. Did you? Hey, you've got to go to Panama city beach and bikini beach and see all bikinis
1: i'm going to panama i'm going to panama beach here in two weeks from today
3: makes two of us actually i'm you i'm going i'm going two days before that oh uh,
4: y'all don't forget the bikinis so I saw plenty of
1: them. <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm a i put my fingers in my ears na 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 nah. i don't hear a word that you're saying willie thanks so much for being part of the show today all right 823 uh, 0965, that's the number to call in. 823 0965. You can call in and ask your car question. All right. This weekend, we were supposed to have the big bumper to bumper uh car show uh, and truck show out there in uh, Conway at the Event Center. It is not happening. I've been telling you, I want to remind you yeah. about it again. And uh, we will not have one because of this Delta variant that has struck the state. And, uh, you know, we're afraid about your health, but we're also afraid about the health of our workers because they're going to be out there. And uh, Duck and and Joe and and Ryan and all the rest of the guys can, uh, you know, cannot... uh, uh, get by if they suddenly have four or five guys that are off
3: yeah it it, it, you know i just don't want to take a chance
1: no and i understand that i mean i heard of a a a place that was literally uh, shut down by the department of health i guess is that or the the, cdc yeah shut them down and because they had two people that came down with the uh uh, covid and uh, they didn't want everybody else to get it
3: a uh, Shop around the corner from me was down two and a half weeks. He went on vacation and gave it to his employees, and he was shut down two and a half weeks because I did some stuff for some of his customers while you know yeah. he was down. He called and asked, and I said, "Yeah, no problem. I'll whatever I can do to help you, I'll help you." Yes, because it's just him and two other guys, and you know, but they all all three wound up with it, and and their wives and family. So you know, it's. Um, it's just better that we don't have it in
1: yeah and in it's going eyes. around oh, yeah. i know people that have got it now and joe's and, had uh, it and getting done who joe's had it here yeah oh yeah day. he did he was he was out for a couple of weeks yeah
2: me and, and susan both and i'm telling you it's uh pretty bad stuff we were both vaccinated also so five weeks prior to getting it day yeah so don't don't think you're bulletproof because you're vaccinated. You're not.
1: No. You, you, everybody can still get it. What they're saying is that it probably will keep you from having to be in the hospital yeah. or near death, basically.
2: I would like to know how they judge that.
1: <laughs> Me too. All right. Really? All right, we need to get a break in here on the the Dave Ellswick Show. Joe and Duck are here until eight o'clock. They're taking your calls at eight two three oh nine 5 three zero nine six five. Don't forget about East End Towing. East End Towing is out and ready to help you do your your thing uh, when you're out on the on the road and you break down. They'll get you back on the road again. Maybe it's just a flat tire. They'll fix that for you. Uh, if it if you broke down and you can't move, they're going to put you up on the flatbed and take you wherever you want to go to. If it's Joe's, if it's Ducks, wherever, Ryan's, whoever uh, that does the work on your car, they'll tow that car to the specific, uh, a specific place you want to go to. Uh, if you lock keys in cars, they'll take care of that as well. Uh, they also want you to know that uh, they want you to slow down out on the highway when you see flashing lights. Uh, You see, blue, yellow, or red, uh, you need to move to the furthest lane you can from those lights so that whoever is there uh, can be outside their car and doesn't have to be worrying about you coming by and and hitting them. So slow down and move over uh, out on the highway. Their phone number, 888-8849. That's 501-888-8849. All right, here we are on a uh, Thursday. We've got Joe and Duck back in the studio together again. It's been, what, three weeks since we've been able to do it this way. Now they're back. By the way, I want to give a a little bit of a a reach out. I'm having my car fixed. I want to thank Joe for letting me have the loaner from over at the garage to drive. uh, Hopefully tomorrow I'll bring it back and pick up my car. Yeah. We've got some body work being done. Uh, i made a mistake how long has it been it's been over two years I've been, I yeah. it's been this. a couple of years yeah and i was pulling out a parking place and i forgot about the pillars that <laughs> hold the, <laughs> the second Yalopo. story overtime th- and i hit one of them and i crushed the uh, front right quarter panel and i just haven't had the money to get it fixed and i have that money now and joe you got a friend that is sure. doing it for us and has been doing it for a long time and uh, they're they're moving right along
2: oh absolutely it's it's joe cressy from cressy body shop and he's the owner over there and he's been i've known him for about 40 years dave so he does excellent work and he does it at a, at a it's not, a re- i'm telling a you reasonable price i mean, I, show I, you
1: that. I priced it at a couple of other places mm-hmm. and he was four hundred dollars cheaper yep yeah, he's
2: going to take care of
1: you. And I'm still I'm still of the opinion $400 is a lot of money. Well, sure. It but is. some people will tell you it's not all that big of a deal. It's a big deal to me. I mm-hmm. can be honest about that. So I'm hoping to have my car back tomorrow. Then I got to get with Duck and get a phone number for, uh, what is it called? Mirror, mirror image. Mirror image, because I got to get over there and let them clean the whole car up and mm-hmm. linda wants to go down to the to, to, to the beach and she wants the car to look good all <laughs> right it's got to look good when we drive in we want all the traffic to stop and look at our car i'm just <laughs> i just saying it's kind of like that's how she she feels about it but oh, that's good and she's put up with me now driving down the road with this crunched up front right uh, quarter panel you know won't be that way after this week no i'm looking forward to it so uh does it is mirror image so backed up right now they can't get me in
3: no he's, uh he wouldn't know the other day and i went by there okay he had a couple three out there he's been cleaning uh, how many
1: boats he got
3: out there uh he had three boats <laughs> he, he was like they were sanding the gel coat off them gel coating them
1: because he's getting to the point now he's going to be turning his attention a lot more towards boats because people are going to be storing them for the winter yeah,
3: they're getting them ready to the plastic wrap them and and most people want them cleaned and shined and get all the the film off the bottom of them before they put them up for the winter yeah so you know it's uh what it is
1: so i gotta call him and get get set up for that because man he made a believer out of me when he was on the show that one time i've been trying to
3: get him come Uh, back he's been too busy but he's been and he opened a new place down in hot springs so he's bouncing from one to the other you know trying to trying to get it all done because down there he's doing more boats than he does cars
1: tell him to talk to ryan about that at pinnacle and how difficult that is to have two places oh, I, I told him i said
3: you think you've been busy before you wait till now <laughs> he's got a guy that uh down there in hot springs that he's been training to do it uh and he's a pretty good guy it, it's has been in this business for a while so so hopefully he'll get it you know get back to normal again
1: well that's good there's nothing wrong with making a little extra money. You know how that goes. That's always a good thing to do. All right. Again, let me remind you, no bumper-to-bumper car and truck show this weekend at the uh, Conway Expo. It has been canceled till next year.
3: So do you know if they just refunded all their money, Joe, or not? Or, I, hadn't, I hadn't thought that. Oh, they just, they just rolled it
1: over to the next year. Oh,
3: they're just going to roll
1: i mean it's not like it's a lot of money yeah it's just 20 dollars you know you know but uh yeah that that's i feel you know i'm sorry we can't do it because i'm going to tell you what i think we put on one of the best car and truck shows around the area i was kind of looking forward to it i was i I like getting around Mm -hmm. the people and i like car people and i enjoy some of those cars that come in and we're on the air and you can hear him two blocks away coming up. <laughs> yeah, that's
3: you know, and that's what Ashley told me. She said, you know, before me and Joe talked about it, and we, you know, we all all agreed about canceling it. Ashley, she got three big boxes of stuff that she's ordered to give away, and I do too. And <laughs> she said, "What we're going to hold do? on
1: to it till next year." I just
3: took it out and put it all in a plastic bag and put it back in the box and. Mm-hmm. stacked it back up and over in
1: the corner. She said, it'd be, I said, it'd be It fun. doesn't say car show 2021, nope. does it? <laughs> nope, <laughs> no. See, You're right. Well, I was talking to Kenneth on a yeah. dewdrop. drop. Yeah. He's got a whole bunch of T-shirts. Uh, t-shirts. And yeah. he can't give away for that now. Yeah.
2: You know. he well, can give them away. You yeah. He ain't going to give them away at the car show. No, it's yeah. not going
1: to happen at the car show. You're and, exactly
3: right. I've, so Ashley was in one of these places. I don't remember which one it was. 4-A-M-Print, I think, is where she got them. And they had duck's and they had farming ducks they had policeman ducks they had uh, all kind of different ducks and and just one of the boxes come in and i said this car show stuff she said yeah she said open it up and see which box it i don't know what she ordered she just Mm -hmm. i just tell her hey you need to buy something to give away and so she and it was a whole box of ducks
1: all different kinds of ducks, all different kinds all right, we'll talk about that on the other side of the break. Bill O'Reilly's ready to go here on the Dave Ellswick show. See what he's got for us. Then we'll return here to the Dave Ellswick show. All right, let's get back to Joe and to Duck, and let's finish up uh, today's show, uh, reminding you about you know what's going on uh, with your car, your cars, and your trucks. Is there anything that's showing it's uh, besides the the uh, the thing dealing with the uh the air conditioner is there any overriding thing that is happening out there that people should know about about certain types of cars oh yeah <laughs> okay a gmc truck,
3: one, Chevrolet of truck. Got, one of them's got a bow tie on it a boat mm-hmm. what a bow tie that's what they call them on a gmc okay or a Chevrolet. but yeah, uh, yeah ac the, condensers the condensers, yeah. And have you tried to buy one lately, Joe? Oh, there ain't none around. I tried to buy one this week, and I had to go with Carter and take mine over, and he repaired it and give it back to me.
1: Okay, so what are some other things? We've been talking about the, the condenser issue now uh, for months, and Dodge. they're just not doing Dodge has got a problem? Well, Dodge has got a problem
3: where they didn't put a cabin air filter in it. Yeah. And it stops the evaporator core up in it. Oh, wonderful. And it eats oh, holes in work trucks, it. yeah. Yeah. And the problem is people get in out of the right side, and the suction is right there at their feet, and they'll get in there with a little red clay. Benton utilities, I, I had to Suck it right them. up, huh? Yeah, and it, they get in there, and, they, and the and the dirt dries out. Well, they're moving their feet around instead of staring it up. It's dust. Yeah, and I've got them where benton utilities, they won't even blow air through them. Yeah. And they, you know, you can go in there and drill a hole. I know you've done mm-hmm. it, Joe, and but they'll be so bad, you can go in there and drill a hole and, it's, and stick a garden hose in there But you can't wash that stuff out and wind up pulling a dash. And then you know what happens then, Joe?
1: The dash breaks The dash falls
3: all two pieces. But I did. We done one on Benton Utilities here not long ago, and it fell all to pieces. Uh, I found a company down in Florida that makes a cover for it, and it looks fairly decent. I mean, it's... That's good. They're about $300
1: for it. But well, you put your cover on it before you take it out no, so it no, stays no. together?
3: No, you just go on, put it, tear it out, and let it fall all the pieces. And then they got Velcro that goes around the edge of it uh-huh. and goes down the face of it, and you just stick it in there to the it Velcro. in there, huh? Just a cover. Yeah, it's just a cover. Yeah. I mean, but it, but it does, they have them in about any colors that I've ordered so far. Most of them are gray, but yeah. most of the work trucks are gray, but they do have different colors. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it uh,
1: somebody saw need and they took care of it.
3: Yeah, and and these are made out of a it's about asked, a
2: half price what one from Dodge cost.
3: Yeah, and, and you can't get them from Dodge yeah. right now. So this guy has he said they, they're they're plastic, but they got a little fiberglass in them. They last longer. Yeah, and 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 the good thing about it is if you need to get back in the dash, you just reach up there and, and shake the velcro loose, set it back out, and then tear the dash out, and
1: you know. They might think about that as a remedy for this. Nah, it'd be too <laughs> easy. Might, yeah, <laughs> but but that's too simple. Mm-hmm. That's this why you in, pay those engineers all that money. This guy's in Dave's, Dave, Dave, <laughs> Florida, where he's at.
3: He's on. Okay. The, uh, I actually didn't find it. Uh, I think Russell found it or Blake. One of the two found it, and they was on there looking, and he found it, and he said he asked me what I thought. And I said, "Order one. We'll try it. If it don't work, we'll send it back." So
1: well you know i've got to the point is i've talked on the on the sh- uh, show several times about this i'm keeping my car as long as it can keep it i can keep it running mm-hmm. for less than four hundred dollars a month basically sure because that's cheaper than a car payment because <coughs> cars are so freaking expensive about half price for car payment yeah and go find you one right now yeah well yeah you can't find a new one you're gonna you're just gonna pay it. You know, an extra amount for a used car right now. Yep. If you can find a good used car. And with that in mind, let me uh, um, again point out something to you. Uh, if And tell your kids this, okay? If they fall in love with cars, they see a car, and, well, that's what I want, sports car, and it's the kind of car that I want. Look at that, that's a Firebird. Well, number one, if it's a Firebird, it's pretty doggone old. Yep. It probably has some things wrong with it, uh, they need to take it by a bumper to bumper or certified service center and what seventy five bucks
2: if they're a customer of mine I don't charge them nothing,
1: nothing. yeah okay you'll go over it from yeah. the front to the back and sure. and then tell them uh problems my son in law didn't do this just the other uh couple few weeks ago nope. and it ended up costing him twenty three hundred dollars
2: i understand well, Yeah,
1: and I, I don't you know i didn't have any heartburn about it. Uh, the, the bottom was I we had another one of those great son-in-law, father-in-law discussions. <laughs> I t- I've, this has happened twice with him. I understand. You know? And I said, okay, that's the third time. That's the charm. Mm-hmm. This will not happen again. So uh, anyway, uh, have it looked at. Take it to Ducks. Take it to Ryan's. Take it to Gary's. Wherever you take it. Uh, have them kenneth sullivan have them look it over and they'll tell you if there's things wrong with it and then you can take it back to the seller and say i just had this checked and here's what they say is wrong and you can lay the list right down in front of them and renegotiate the deal that's correct i had a guy speaking of that dave he
3: found him a dodge pickup with the eco boost well, he six, liked it right oh with a little 6 owner <laughs> cummins in i mean the little six-cylinder uh, cummins in it he brings it to the shop and and he said man i've been looking for one of these i want one of these and i turned around and looked at him i said you better take it back and hope you get back to where you're going he looked at me and he said why i said have you looked on the internet and pulled up the tsbs on these things he said what are you talking so about
1: what is a tfb
3: so i walk in there and blake pulls it up it's 33
2: pages of problems with them Whoa. technical service bulletin yeah
3: okay it's 33 pages of them and he looks at me and he said thank you <laughs> took it back to the dodge dealer and this thing had like 38 39, miles on that's a lot of miles from one of them i've had them in there with seven eight thousand miles and i'd send them to dodge because they won't run and they're under warranty
1: good grief yeah Good grief so you it know
3: was bad enough that Ford was going to use that same engine. Ford took all theirs back off the market.
1: Re- remember work. this old old saying: "To be forewarned is to be forearmed."
3: Mm-hmm. Keep that, that in mind, as my daddy used to tell me, "Son, you can either pay me a little bit now or a whole bunch later."
1: Yeah, somebody made a lot of money off of that on their commercials. Yep, I forget who was that uh I forget who was it that, that had that one you can pay me now or you can pay me later because it's because it's true you know you can pay right now pay forty forty five fifty dollars for an oil change or say that's too much money and then a year two years down the road put a new engine in <laughs> speaking of that babe I had a lady in yesterday she come in
3: with a 20 17 or 18 four truck with a six, seven diesel in it she's been getting it serviced at a quick glue place yeah and she's got like 48,000 miles on it and she said i got a fuel filter leak uh-oh so uh blake gives it to kevin kevin raises the hood and he said i need a fuel filter for it." the fuel filter you replace the whole canister and all on it right it had split wide open because it was so stopped up which
1: means they probably didn't change it. They never had one. That's what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Never she been went, changed.
3: She went back and pulled a receipts out of it. She kept them in the glove box, and they have never had put one on it. And she said, I'm through with there And I said, you know, I said, look, it's, it's $300 a service, this diesel truck. Yeah. I said, and you need to do it. I said, the fuel filter is more important nowadays mm-hmm. than the oil filter is. And she said, it's never had one. It's the one that come on it. I bought it brand new so you can book it she's going to have injection pump problems may not be today may not be tomorrow but it's coming it's on its way
1: and it's going to cost you yeah twelve thousand dollars that's what i'm saying it's going to cost you You pay me now or pay me later it's that simple
3: you know and she said well i'll be back she said it needs to be serviced right now she's been running that diesel pickup twelve
1: thousand miles i gotta ask a question about an oil filter I remember back in the day, where you know somebody would tighten it up real tight, you know, with one of those mm-hmm. oil filter wrenches, you know, mm-hmm. and you'd get a screwdriver and you hammer it right through it, mm-hmm. and, and then you, take it off. You still have to do that ever ever so often. Oh yeah, yeah. I like to, just a old time sake. Let me know and well, I'll they, come over and pull they, it off. They
3: put time. it up dry. So uh huh. They you know they they screw it up for dry, then they will turn it around and a half and then the heat and the cool the heat and the cool the heat and the cool will stick that rubber to the base and
1: because they don't put oil on the gasket That's they put right. it up
3: dry dummies and i I tell you i've <laughs> had to take a hammer and chisel on a big truck and cut them off
2: really that bad
3: huh yeah you can you know, you get
2: you get the kate the outer case on them mm-hmm. you can put big channel lot uh, pliers on that and it'll crush yeah you end up just tearing it off and then when you get down there to the the ring the ring the metal ring you're with a hammer and a chisel and tapping on that to get it to break loose good it's, grief. it's a job
1: yeah i bet you it's i'm a telling job.
2: you you can't do that without getting oil run down your elbows.
1: yep you're gonna get dirty you, all over you you're
3: gonna get dirty oh kevin the other day was figure
1: you're not gonna wear that shirt tomorrow <laughs> again
3: kevin the other day was doing something and he come crawling out from underneath the truck and he had transmission fluid dripping from one end and i said what'd you do no. he said he was servicing transmission and Pan was stuck. He reached up there and bumped it, holding one hand under it. Yeah, and it flipped over. And it flipped over on him. Oh, <laughs> he was drenched with it. I mean, yeah. he from head to toe.
1: He, it's nasty feeling. Too. Oh, and that, that stuff old, stinks. Too. Yeah, yeah, and that
3: old slimy stuff. I mean, you get it on you. And
1: might have little pieces of metal in it. He said, "I'll be back in about twenty minutes. I'm going home." Yeah, take a shower. Gotta get clean. I can't work real dirty. I, that, that was a that was a problem for me when I worked in the steel mill because. You work in a steel mill, you're going to get dirty, mm-hmm. just the way it went. Yep. All right, final break. It's uh, 13 minutes till eight o'clock. Uh, you got to get to work at eight. You got 13 minutes to make it. We'll be right back here and, on the Dave, Dave wait, show. What one
3: number one caller can win a vacuum cleaner today?
1: Oh, you got a vacuum cleaner? Yep. Okay. So Heidi, next caller calls in eight two three zero nine six five wins a vacuum cleaner, and I have uh, to pick it up and bend. Okay. You're going to give her all the information yep. or get their phone number. Duck or call them after the show. All right. That is where we're at right now. We'll be back with more in just a moment. All right. Back. Final segment for a Thursday edition of the Dave Ellswick Show and for Joe and Duck who have joined me here on the, the show. Today. Joe, give everybody your address. Joe's Garage, fifty six hundred one
2: Crystal Hill Road, North Little Rock, five zero one seven five three four six eight five.
1: And Duck,
3: fifteen eleven Air Drive, Benton, Arkansas, seven five zero one seven seven eight two eight eight six. And speak to Russell or Blake or Ashley or if I'm there, you can talk to me. I'm whoever in
2: answers the phone.
3: Yeah, get you. <laughs> and don't get be you I'm having phone trouble. Oh no, been again, fighting again. all week. Yes, they've mm. been out um that never gives up out for you out there does it yeah i tell you what it's a customer called me the other day gripping to me on my cell phone i said, i know i'm trying to get one line rolled over to my cell phone so i can answer the phone it, it would ring and and by the time we pick it up click and hang up <laughs> and they've been out i got four i got four phone lines plus a fax line and i can't even run credit cards because my fax line is not working but they was out there almost all day yesterday working on it and he thinks he he thinks he's fixed it he well they was out in the yard digging in the yard famous last words. so and i he, think i got it he found where when they was down there working on they run a new fiber copper line down to Benton utility customer pay yes and they found a spot where they hit it with auger uh-huh. so he they they think they've got it repaired it was working good last night the phone lines are clearer than they've been in three or four months Okay. So, oh, good. We uh, we got internet back. Russell, got, I Russell mean, you got to have
1: all that to do business now. He
3: was trying to program a, a Ford truck the other day and about halfway through it the internet dropped out. Oh. And then you know what you got to do, Joe, you got to pull back, start all over again and
2: well, and then if you're outside your window for your
3: 24. You got to pay it again. You got to pay the
2: $50 you got to buy the subscription again.
3: Yeah, and luckily he was in that he was in that window, but uh. it took about five hours of program that truck before he finally got it got the internet and he finally he thought it he was using you know the wireless internet and he so he went he said dad i need you to go over to home depot and buy me a just 100 it in direct 100 foot of cable and these two ends so i went over and bought it and he made a new cable and put it in it it's it's still run about about 15 minutes and just about time it starts downloading the rest of it then it kicks out he was mad and you know it took five hours it should have took 30 minutes yeah spitting bullets yeah you know and and i'm on the phone with fidelity and they're sending people out there first they thought the router was bad and then they finally just they sent some guy out there and he went to dig and he finally found it and i'm uh he's he was confident that was going to be the problem
1: all right we're we're, we're hoping for the best for we'll you. we'll see all right alan and Mel, congratulations they, he won himself a vacuum cleaner that uh duck you're gonna give him a call and i'll him give him a call when i when we leave here okay and we get everything set up for him we'll have some more of those to give away over the next couple of weeks just yeah. so you know we will do that those are really nice they're portable yeah. use a five gallon bucket and we'll snap i mean, on top if of you've five got a boat bucket. or something like that it's really good yep all right carl has a 1997 ford e350 econoline club wagon chateau 8-cylinder, 5.4 liter. Says, how do I fix a sticking caliper piston, you know, on my brakes? And uh, his question is, I recently had a caliper stick, so I decided to change both calipers. But for some reason, the pistons on them don't retract. I've tried multiple calipers from different auto stores, and that didn't fix it. I also changed the brake lines that go to the calipers. Don't have any idea what it could be. I appreciate any advice.
2: Well, I don't know of any caliper the pistons going to retract on. No, it it just takes the hydraulic pressure away. and yeah, it's, it's just, just there. Yeah, it's just there. And and it won't drag much to cause the caliper to overheat the piston or the rotor or anything like that. No, they're hot anyway. But but most you know the way we check those we use that we go drive it and we use a um, infrared thermometer right there. Mm-hmm we can tell if it's one side or both sides and we know about you know if you go out and drive around the block normal driving they're going to be about 150 175 degrees They're 250 300 there's something wrong yeah it's not releasing hydraulically and i think that duck we were talking about it in the break said they probably at some time or another had the wrong fluid put in it and it's got the o-ring swelled up in the mash cylinder
3: yep and in and, and the way we do that too joe is uh you just go up to that mass cylinder and break the lines loose. If you mm-hmm. got pressure up there, okay. Yeah. Something in the mass cylinder is holding it. And it could be the ABS module doing it. Yeah. But no other. we had one not long ago on a Ford excursion. Service guy put transmission fluid in the mass cylinder. Yeah. And it got expensive before I got through with it.
2: Well, absolutely. That's it, it, not good for the rubber O-rings. You think a rubber o rings a rubber O-ring, but it's not. No. brake rubber is made of a different compound than a a rubber that's made to run with mineral products in it like oil and transmission fluid and Mm -hmm. all that so it's
1: it blows up like a balloon oh absolutely
2: and it'll hold the
3: brake on i mean Mm -hmm. and i have seen the brake light switch hold the brake pedal on i mean there's
2: there's several things there to check
3: uh he really went at this the wrong way he should have took it somewhere and let somebody to check it and say okay this is what you need to fix it with could have been simple as a 40 dollar brake light switch yeah we're back on the road yeah is yeah. yeah. the way it happens but it it does you know and so come see one of us and we'll get you took care of yep
1: all right we're down to about three minutes so let me quickly do this question for you joe's going to take this on zachary has a 2007 ford mustang six-cylinder four-liter I bought my car from my friend two months ago. He sold the car to me at 155 thousand miles. Before selling it to me a couple months prior, he replaced the transmission for four grand. It was a used tranny at 40 thousand miles. I was happy to hear that I had a more fresh transmission. A month later, and bam, transmission goes bad just like how it did for my friend. I went to the store. <coughs> excuse me, what the tr- receipt? They said they can't help, but they can inspect and replace the tranny again. Hasn't even been a year since replacement. What should I do next? Are they possibly scamming me, and can I put a scam report in? The company wouldn't even give me a discount for the broken transmission during the exact, doing the exact issues as the 155,000-mile transmission.
2: Well, there's a lot of things going on there, Dave. You know, first off, if he didn't, on the receipt, if that guy if you make automotive repair for a customer and he sells the car to somebody else the warranty is void yes it's gone so they because nobody's going to warranty something to somebody that's never paid them anything right it's not going to happen and chances are that you know that there's that, that, that is an issue with the transmission possibly he bought a 18-year-old used transmission, and I don't know what the warranty was, but most time it's probably, you know, 30 days, 4,000 miles. Yeah, something like that. Some of them are 30 days. Yeah. So he he just out. I don't know if they're scamming or not, but, I, you know, he could try a different. Uh,
1: go to Gary yeah. at MidState. Gives you a two-year warranty He'll on his work. he give you a three-year warranty, three too. No, will he? Yeah, three uh, year 36,000. He says if you won't back it up longer than one year, be careful about who's doing the work. All right, with that in, Joe, thank you for coming in. Doug, thank you. Thank you, you, Dave. I will see you tomorrow morning with Robert Steinbach and Chris Corbett here on The Dave Ellswick Show. 6 a.m.